Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The month of March is usually pretty windy in Wistful Vista, and every time a big breeze blows, somebody brings up the subject of kite flying. In fact, here's a big breeze blowing about kites to his wife right now. As we meet, Fibber McGee and Molly. And I could see right away that this kid didn't know anything about flying kites. He was going at it all wrong, you see. He probably wasn't used to pulling strings the way you are, did he? Right. So I ankles over to him and I says, Look, Sonny, I says, you're flying that kite all wrong, I says. And so I grabs the string out of his hand. Why, you had no business doing that, McGee. It was his kite. I was doing it for his own good. He wasn't flying it right. If more people did fewer things for the good of more people... More people would like more people more. <laughs> so, uh, what happened? I let out more string and whammo. The kite peeled off like a seagull diving on a shrimp and gets hung up in a sycamore tree. Fine. I hope you paid the lad for his kite. I gave him a dollar, but he wouldn't stop bawling, and then his old man come running out, and he seemed to take his side. <laughs> Prejudiced, was he? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't take that stuff from anybody, no matter whose father they are that I bust their kids' kites. <laughs> so I walks up to this guy and I says, real deadly and quiet, like George Raff. I says, take off your coat, Buster, I says. You're rapidly approaching the world's record for doing too many wrong things in the shortest time, dear. Did the man take off his coat? Did he take it off? Woo! <laughs> I haven't seen a coat come off so fast since it rained the day I painted the garage. <laughs> He come out of that coat like he had bees up his sleeve. And then? Well, then I could see we'd both catch our death of cold standing there with our coats off in that March wind. So I hopped onto a beer truck that happened to be passing at the moment and left. Ah, very discreet of you, I'm sure. Well, my gosh, I didn't want to beat the guy up in front of his own kid. <laughs> Well, uh, tell me one thing, sweetheart. Mm. How did you get to be such an expert on kite flying in the first place? What do you mean, get to be? I've always been an expert. You remember the kites I used to fly back in Peoria, up on top of Kickapoo Hill? Heavenly days. Is that what all you boys were doing, yelling and screaming all the time up there on Kickapoo Hill? Yes, sir. The best place in the United States for kite flying. i never yet been up on top of Kickapoo Hill, but what, there was a big wind up there. <laughs> Well, I'll say it anyway. I've heard other people say the same thing. And I made some of the best and biggest kites that ever flew, too. I made one once that... Come in. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Nice to see you. Hello, Molly. And how are you today, knucklehead? Thanks to the fact that I never take any of the medicine you give me, I'm fine, butcher boy. You want to see me about something, or are you just hiding from the police? You know, I should like to see you treat Dr. Gamble with a little more respect, Diddy. They say he's one of the finest surgeons in the country. In the country, that's quite possible. But here in the city, he's just another palooka with a mail-order stethoscope. And he just uses that as an excuse to get your coat off so his nurse can go through your pockets. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fatso. 
Correcting you when you're wrong would be a 24-hour-a-day job, zebra face. Uh, was I interrupting some profound discussion when I came in? Oh, no, Doctor. Uh, McGee was just telling me what an expert kite flyer he was as a boy back in Peoria. I was not only expert at flying them, but I was also expert at also making them. That's a lot of Bilbo drip-lip. <laughs> kite making is a delicate process, and you're about as handy with tools as a moose with a flute. Did you ever build a kite yourself, Bucklewort? Why, you leaky little bagpipe. I've made kites that would have you hiding your head under a passing streetcar. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could still build a kite that would fly, sharpshooter. I could indeed, Bug Brain. I haven't touched a kite in 40 years, but I can still build one that'll fly so many rings around you, you'd be even dizzier than you are. For dough? For any amount. Ten bucks. John. No, boys, that's gambling. Well, my gosh, we've got to have some incentive. Well, make it for ten dollars then and give it to me. Huh? And I'll send it to the National Society for Crippled Children for Easter Seal. Fine. Great. What's the deadline, McGee? Four o'clock. It's a deal. Put it in writing, boys. Who's got some paper? Not me. Not me. I know where there's some. Right here in the hall clerk. No, no, boys. I Just as well pony over his ten bucks. He's washed up like a handful of seaweed. Oh, now listen, don't underestimate the doctor, dearie. Hmm? There's a lot of gray matter in that bald old skull of his. Ah, uh, but uh, take away his brains and education, and what has he got? No more personality than a trout. My gosh, he's so. Come in. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Carstairs. Do come in. Thank you, my dear. Hi, Carsty. Fling the furs on the floor and plop the fragile frame on our fine furniture. You don't mind if I go on working? Not at all, Mr. McGee. Uh, may I ask what you're making? He's making a kite, Millicent. A kite? Yeah. I and Doc Gambler are both building kites, Carsty. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Nothing else to do until the marble season, I presume. <laughs> They, uh, they have a little wager, Millicent, to see who... That old fumble-thumb gamble has got less chance than a tightrope walker with the hiccups. Ever fly a kite, kid? <laughs> no, Mr. McGee. Although I was a bit of a tomboy when I was a girl, mm -hmm. I was shortstop on the softball team, forward on the basketball team, high diver on the swimming team, and ran the mile in two minutes and seven seconds. Heavenly day. Now, just a minute, Millie. Running a mile in two minutes and seven seconds is impossible. Nobody's ever run the mile in even four minutes. Possibly no one else ever had a caterpillar drop down the neck of his tracksuit just as the starting gun went off. <laughs> 
Well, my goodness, I never would have thought of you as an athlete, Millicent. Did you ever play any tennis? Uh, badminton was my game, my dear. Oh, I shall never forget the trophy I got for my first championship game. They gave me the bird. How about boxing, Carsey? Oh, not now, thank you, Mr. McGee. Perhaps later in the... Oh, good heavens. I simply must be getting home. I'm expecting a baby. Why, well, listen, you didn't tell us about Please, it. Please, my dear. I'm expecting a baby grand piano delivered this afternoon. Oh. And I must be there when it arrives. Good day. Now, well, back to work, kiddo. Hand me that piece of two-by-four there, will you? Thanks. There. Just uh, what is that you're making now, dearie? A box to carry your kite in? No, no, no. This is my kite. It's a box kite. Oh, seems awfully heavy for a kite. Well, that's because I haven't got the paper on it yet. I, I use a very lightweight paper. Oh, I see. Oh, had a little goat. His name was Pete. Didn't dare bend over or he'd knock you off your feet. If I only had him now, I'd never gripe a grouse because it's wonderful to have a little butter in the house. <laughs> it's your turn to say, come in, McGee. Okay. Come in. Oh, well, for goodness sakes, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> a chair, Mr. Wimple. Oh, I can't stay but a minute, folks. I'm just delivering a message for Sweetie Face. Whom to, Wimp? To me, Mr. McGee. Oh, what is the message, Mr. Wimple? Get out of my sight for a while, Wimp. <laughs> just what was the cause of this little misunderstanding, Mr. Wimple? Well, Sweetie Face wanted me to give her her breakfast in bed this morning. So, about eight o'clock, I tippy-toed down to the kitchen and made some nice scrambled eggs and hot coffee and cinnamon toast and took it up to her. When she ate it, she had tears in her eyes. Oh, you really got sentimental about it, eh, Wimp? No. I'd put dry mustard on the toast instead of cinnamon. <laughs> By mistake, of course. Oh, well, Nat. So Sweetie Face leaped out of bed and chased me all over the house. She finally cornered me in the fruit cellar. Do I smell a little bit of pickled beef? <laughs> I can't say you do, Wimp. However, I seem to detect the slight aroma of grape jelly. Well, I'm getting even with her, believe me. I sneaked out into the garage and left all the lights burning in the car. Mm. Now, when she goes downtown, she'll have to crank it by hand. Oh, well, she's strong enough to do it, isn't she, Mr. Wimple? Oh, yes. <laughs> but I left it in years. Left it in years? My gosh, went the barrel rammer clear through the garage. Oh, I don't think so, Mr. McGee. It's solid concrete. <laughs> but I'll go and see goodbye now. Wimple. What do you mean, poor little Mr. Wimple? He thinks up twice as many dirty tricks to play on her as she does on him. He's got the muscle, but he's got the brain. 
He has until he gets home, at least. But if he ever... Hello, folks. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Happy birthday. I hope you don't mind if I go ahead with my work. Ah, what's all the lumber for, pal? Building a doghouse? Kite, Mr. Wilcox. Kite, eh? Yep. Building a kite, Junior. Gee, I wish you were working out in the kitchen, pal, and if you spilled something on the linoleum... Yeah, but he isn't, though, Mr. Wilcox. No. No, he isn't. Hmm. What, uh, what kind of kite is it you're making, pal? Box kite. Hmm. Box kite, eh? Box. No help, Mr. Wilcox? I'm afraid not, Molly. Let me see now. Uh, are you making this just for fun, Fibber? Kind of filling up your leisure time, of which you have plenty because you're No, I'm not. Not, eh? He's in a competition with Dr. Gamble, Mr. Wilcox. They've got a wager up as to who can build the best kite. Wager, eh? Hmm. <laughs> Wait a Hi, George, I never thought I'd live to see the day Junior got stuck for an opening. <laughs> Get Racine on the long-distance phone, Molly. Tell him to get in touch with Harry Von Zell. <laughs> uh, excuse me, pal. Huh? Uh, look, about this kite of yours, what are you going to do with it? My goodness, he's going to fly it, Mr. Wilcox. Didn't you ever fly kites when you were a lad? Sure, did Fibber. You're darn right I did, boy, up on the top of Kickapoo Hill in Peoria. Used to fly kites every day there was a wind. Made him do acrobatics, sent messages up the string. Ah, messages, eh? Oh, McGee, you shouldn't have done that. Gee, I know a message I'd like to send up the string of your kite, pal, if you don't mind. Now, wait a minute, Waxy. I didn't mean... Write this down. Write this down. Quote, housewives, why is Johnson's self-polishing glow coat like a kite? Because it tops everything. Everybody looks up to it. It's effortless. And thereby hangs a tail. Mm, there's no tail on a box kite, Mr. Wilcox. Using self-polishing glow coat is like flying a kite. It's a breeze. Pour a little out on your linoleum, spread it around, let it dry 20 minutes or less, and presto. New beauty. New life to your tired and worn linoleum. That's enough. No rubbing. No buffing. Save yourself hours of housework. Have fun. Go fly kites. Gee, I've myself into it. I'm going home and make one, too. See you later. Ah, dear. I thought we had him there for a minute. Oh, not him, dearie. He's mm -hmm. as hard to pin down as a sunburnt wrestler. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go upstairs and let you get to work. Let me know now before you leave the house. I will, Mommy. I will. Ah, there goes a good kid. She thinks I know what I'm doing building this site. <laughs> and is she wrong? She was never more wronger in all her born. Ah, but come in, come in, come in. Hi, Miss. Oh, hi, Tini. Now look, sis, I'm a very busy man today. Scram, will you? Take a powder, beat it, hit the grit, bamboo, spade. You mean, you mean you want me to go away, Mister? Hmm? That might roughly be construed as my general idea, sis. Look, will you scram out of here if I give you a quarter? I will for two dollars, I bet you. Two dollars? Why, you little... Too much, huh? Yeah. Too much, huh? Okay. You come up a little, and I'll come down a little. <laughs> Fifty cents. One dollar. Seventy-five cents. I think you will find, mister, that according to the OPA, 
But the ceiling price for getting little children to hit the grid is one dollar. <laughs> anyway, I gotta have a dollar. Why? Well, gee, I was going to go out with Willie Toops and fly my kite, but there isn't any wind today, so I thought I'd get one of those balloons. What balloons? One of those balloons the man is selling down on the corner, and they cost a dollar, and they're full of helium on gas. Helium, sis. Sure, they're full of helium on gas. Helium. Yum, yum. Gee, is it good to eat, huh? I was just saying I... Okay. Anyway, these balloons are full of helium on gas, and... See, if, if you ever let go, the string will go right up in the air. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Hmm? Helium gas, eh? Mm-hmm. Got a powerful lift to it, eh? Hmm, look at this. I think we can make a deal, you and me. Okay, mister. I'm sure that any business relations we will have will be fundamentally satisfactory. And, um, I know. Well, never mind the sales pitches. Now, listen. Here's what I want you to do, see? Take this dollar and get one of those helium balloons yeah. and then come back. <laughs> Gotta get them brakes fixed. <laughs> well, here's the fairgrounds, Molly. Yeah, but I don't see anything of Dr. Gamble. Uh, say, what happens uh, with your wager if he doesn't show up? He'll show up. He don't think any more of ten bucks than Heifetz does of his left forefinger. Come on, let's get out. I'll bring your kite for you. Oh, Jerry. no, no, no. Nix, Nix, I'll bring the kite. I don't want anybody handling that kite but me, Sissy. And anyway, uh, oh, hi, Latrivia. Hello, McGee. Good afternoon, Mr. Hello, McGee. Hello, Mayor Latrivia. Dr. Gamble told me about this little contest of yours, and I wanted to catch you before it started. Why, Mr. Mayor? About our campaign to remind people to remove their car keys, Mrs. McGee, to cut down car stealing and consequent juvenile delinquency. What about it, Latrivia? Oh, I thought you might be interested to know that the campaign is going splendid. Oh, isn't right. that great? The Girl Scouts are working on it also, bless their hearts. It's their birthday today, you know. All of them? Oh, gosh, ain't that wonderful? Imagine getting that many kids together of the same age on the same... Yeah, it's find... the birthday of the organization here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I thought you'd like to know about the campaign, McGee. I'll be getting back to the office. Uh, you haven't much wind today for your kite flying, have you? There's as much for me as there is for Doc Gamble, the trivia. Anyway, with my flight kind technique, I don't need much wind. <laughs> don't know much about it myself. I went in more for baseball when I was a boy. Oh, so did McGee, Mr. Mayor. He was the little pitcher with the big ears. <laughs> Center field. <laughs> you know, I often get the urge to smack the old horse hide again, Trivia. Really? Mm-hmm. You always carry a whip when you ride, McGee? Ride? Horseback, McGee. Huh? My gosh, I haven't been on a horse for years, Latrivia. Oh, in that case, I can understand why you'd want to use a whip. One is inclined to lose one's mastery of a horse in Who time. loses mastery of what horse? The one you said you'd like to smack the hide on. You said that, McGee. You said you'd like to smack the old horse hide again. Look. <laughs> Any dunce knows that a horse hide is used to cover baseballs with... That's, that's... no excuse for whipping the hide off a live horse, McGee. <laughs> Personally, I think that anyone who would abuse a dumb animal like that... What is really... this, anyway? I never dumb-treated any malt animal. I mean, I never horsed a whip in my... I never said... You oh, now, said now, I... now, don't get excited, McGee. My goodness, suppose you did lose your temper once or twice and spank a horse. 
Nobody did. But I didn't, I tell you. The trivia said Just I... Just a minute, McGee. When you said you liked to smack a horse's hide, I presumed you meant a whip. But when you said with your hands... I, I never said that. I said I like to smack a horse hide with a ball bat. My goodness, with a ball bat. <laughs> How terrible. This is worse than I thought, McGee. Anyone who would strike a horse with a ball bat. That it, I never said I'd hide a hit from a whole horse. <laughs> hit a ball horse with a hide bat or a ball hide. You said I, when I hit the bat or snack the junior, I, you, who? Oh. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> the trivia? <laughs> yeah. Now I know how it feels. Uh, you didn't mind my pitching in on the mayor's side, did you, McGee? No, I didn't mind. I had it coming. You certainly did. Yeah. And to think that you've put up with this for so long, Matilda. So long, McGee. <laughs> Gosh, I wonder what's keeping Doc Gamble. If he expects to win that ten bucks, he'd oh, better be... Oh, there he is, McGee. Yoo-hoo! Dr. Gamble, here we are. Look at him with his two-bit kites. Plastered together with adhesive tape and surgical sutures. Oh, hi, Doc. You ready for the contest? Hey, look, McGee, what do you say we postpone this thing? There's no wind. There's enough wind for me, Fatso. Put up your kite or put up your ten bucks. I don't see how you can fly a kite on a day like this either, McGee. Particularly that kite he's got there. I never saw a box kite before that was closed on all six sides. We ain't paying off on appearances, rum-dum. We're paying off on performance. Now, what do you want to do? Forfeit your saw buck or get that lumpy-looking valentine up in the air? But we can't fly kites today, you little guppy. Why not? There's no wind! You boys are making enough to start a small cyclone. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Aerosmith, but I'm flying my kite. One side there. Here I go. Heavenly days, Doctor. Would you look at that? Well, hypomydermic. Right straight up in the air. It's amazing. Goodness. I have a feeling that goodness has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Doc, satisfied? Mine is a hundred feet up. hundred feet up and there your tail wide go. Okay, McGee. I don't know how you did it. Oh. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> <Nose> dive. <laughs> Well, I never seen the kite yet, but didn't now, man. Hey, hey, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Mr. McGee, are you through with my helium balloon yet? Are you Mr. Wyatt? What was that, little girl? Helium balloon? Why, Zipper McGee, did you actually Now, look, do it? Doc, now, look. <laughs> this, this was all a gag, see? The money went to charity either way. And so... you deliberately put a helium balloon inside your kite, did you, McGee? <laughs> so now you're crooking with gas. <laughs> The same balloon you tried to buy from me, Dr. Gamble. Uh, only... <laughs> yeah, only he paid for it first. Oh-ho. Uh, McGee, I think you're right. 
I think this kid is a midget. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Your kite. Uh, clean up the mess in this living room, will you, dearie? Okay. Why did you build a kite in here anyway? Uh, why didn't you build it in the basement? All my tools are up here, that's why. What were they doing up here? I brought them up here to build my kite. Oh. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for...